Be wave. <laughs> okay, I'm waving. I'm waving. I'm waving. <laughs> you guys were waving like in quarantine to each other. Check this out. <laughs> what a way to start this episode. Everyone, welcome back to our next episode of What Are Friends For? Because really, Pallavi, what are friends for? What are friends for? I think we should find out from our guest today. He has so much insight. He's so wise and has so much life experience that we can all learn from. And so do you handsome. want to do his intro? He's so, so handsome. handsome. So and- po- so so talented and also such a good soul. I mean, a friend of mine from the In the Heights days on the Broadway. Also, you probably saw him in his title role in Hamilton, as well as a beautiful activist and artist. Javier Munoz, welcome to What Are Friends Hi. For. Yay! Hi! <laughs> <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Javi, don't you feel like your quarantine schedule is like extra, right? It's like so demanding and like crazy. I the f- tell you because everybody knows you're around. Everybody knows that you're home. You're and available. Yes. <laughs> It's like, uh, you're right, I am. <laughs> but can I tell you what I figure? I think I figured out why it's so much more exhausting, actually, than than real life. In addition to the fact that what you just said, like people know you're home, but you're also home. And when you're home, you feel like you have to do the things to keep up your home. Right. I mean, there's mm. keeping up a home is actually a lot of work. And, um, you know, when you live with loved ones and stuff like and you're a caretaker like yourself, like you have things to do at home. And then add on top of that, you're working while you're home. It actually does take a lot more effort to work from home in this way. I 100% agree with that because last night going to do the dishes after a full day of work was very upset. Muy cranky. <laughs> Muy cranky. <laughs> do you have a dishwasher? Anyway, that's my entire di- diagnosis, so. <laughs> no, we do we do have a dishwasher, but like, mm. you know, it's it thank God for that, but there's still like the wiping of the counters and bleaching mm-hmm. everything down and you know, mm-hmm. certain things you don't put in the dishwasher and I was just like I'm ordering out. That's it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> you know, it, it we've we've had cert, we've had a few uh guests on with partners and with spouses and with, you know, people that they're living with that they love. And so I might I mean, I guess a question for me is that we didn't have prepared to ask you, but like, how has it been now in quarantine life, especially as a New Yorker, just for our listeners, he's in New York. And how, how has the, you know, isolation routine been now that you guys are in your home? It's been, you know, honestly, it's so funny because my partner, Carlos and I, we, we joke that we're sort of built for this. We're such homebodies that literally we already have an at-home routine. That's sort of our normal life. And, you know, it, 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 it just, gets a little mundane without having anything else to mix it up. But, you know, he's got his video games. I have my television shows. We have our dinner meal times. We normally do puzzles together. We normally, you know, do the same things that we've already done. And so for us, it hasn't been too big of an adjustment. But um, if anything, it's just, you know, of course, like everybody else, we miss seeing our loved ones, being around our friends, being outside in the sunshine, you know, Mm -hmm. that stuff. But yeah. Really, we're we're two homebodies that were really built for circumstances like this. Yeah, I can relate totally. I was like, I don't feel like I feel like anytime someone would cough anyway before quarantine, I was like, get away from me because like as a singer right. and as an actor, you're like, I can't be sick. That my instrument is my work, and so you know. I, and then like my parents are in Texas and my sisters in DC, so my niece and nephew know us 
on Zoom already. <laughs> you know, like they already know Crazy. us. You know, in that way, it has been hard for my LA friends who, like with Paula B and myself and um, some of our girlfriends, like Courtney Reed as well, that we um, aren't seeing right now. So I have to say that's an adjustment. Yeah. But I think that, I mean, we, we address this often and I'll say it again, because it's just, it's just such a button moment or button for this whole moment in the world is there's a sense of urgency to connect. So I think, um, because we have only our devices to connect to one another, I think our conversations kind of just get to the point a little faster. Don't you think, Gabrielle? I do. I do. And, and you, you do make a point to schedule it in and you make it part of your day. And yeah. And so, you know, with, with that, you know, I I remember Javi saying on your Instagram, I think we're going to kind of, you know, segue into our Instagram versus reality and everything I prepped you with before we started recording is totally out the window. I'm moving on to another one. (laughs) Insta friends are reality. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Because the seven on your Instagram, one of your latest posts is the 7 PM gratitude video. Yes. And as a New Yorker, tell me everything. <laughs> it's a, you know, I got to tell you, it, it's really intense. When, when, when lockdown first started and we, you know, we got all those videos on social media of like people in Italy, people in Greece, and they're all singing along and all that stuff. I was like, that's never going to happen here. And <laughs> slowly but surely, you know, there would be like echoes on other blocks of, of, instrumentation of like, you know, loud cheering and you could just hear it sort of in the distance, but not really here, not really on our street mm-hmm. and cut to this one day where our upstairs, upstairs neighbor was like 100% full out, brought the pans and the spoons and they were clanking away upstairs. And I was like, Oh, okay. All right. I'm down with that. I'm down with that. So the next day, oh, wow. Carlos and I went to the window and we did some applause. We cheered along, and it actually lifted our spirits so immensely. And it wow. wasn't a lot of us in, on the street. It was like, you know, three or four of us. And then what became, what started with three or four, with a, well, really what started with our neighbor upstairs, and then three or four of us became, like, the next day there was a trumpet player on oh my our gosh. street. Oh, wow. Like, literally, like, in the middle of the sidewalk, opened the case, and started playing their trumpet. And we were like, okay, well, now that we're full out, then, you know, it was trumpet player, the pots and pans, uh, neighbor across the street with a, um, oh, what do you call it? Uh, the, the, oh my God. Megaphone? I, no, I'm a, I'm a musician and how dare I not know the name of this instrument. Um, Trombone. Timpani. No, the one that you, you hit on your side and it's not really an instrument. The one that you hit on the side. A harp? ka ka-ching, ka you know, the ka-ching, circle. Ka-ching. Yeah, makes a tambourine? Ka-ching. Thank you. Javi, there's a fish and fire from musical here. Meanwhile, Gabrielle's guest was a timpani. <laughs> and a harp. I was, I was, I, I went to harp next. It's like ka-ching, ka-ching. <laughs> that was hilarious. I was not going to leave you hanging, yeah. man. I was, I was just going to get it for you. <laughs> but you know, so it, it it grew and it grew, and the next thing we knew, we had the na- parents and and their kids outside their windows applauding, and the whole street. And then one of our other neighbors started to, like, after two minutes, started playing either Empire 
State of Mind or New York, New York, followed by an audio recording of the Cuomo speech where he's like, where he basically says, love wins. And so that, that, and then that's our like finale that like ends the occasion. And we do this every night at seven o'clock. And I got to tell you, like, it's, it is the most, it satisfies all that, that need for being like, especially in New York, because we walk everywhere, we commute, we, we are around each other all the time. It, it helps to satisfy that feeling of like, I need to be around people. I mm. live here to be around people. I live in yeah. this city specifically for the diversity of people and to be around everyone's rhythms. That's what we do. Mm. And so this, this seven o'clock jam session that we have is pretty awesome. And do you feel that, uh, have you become familiar with the faces? Have you made a certain connection with anyone specifically that you maybe you've never seen on your block? I actually have strangely enough, like the woman with the tambourine, like literally she, she started, she slowly started to like, um, join in, you know, she, she was definitely one of the, the, the later people to join in. But then when she did, she had like the freaking tambourine and I don't know what the other instrument is called. And then she started playing music and eventually I would, I would, you know, open my window and, and we, we, we pulled out our New Year's Eve horns and they're gigantic, oh. like bellowing horns. So, good thing, like, it's a good thing I you kept call. those. <laughs> exactly. So we, we use those. And basically that's sort of, that's the loudest sound on the street. So that gets everybody to their windows. And she started to show up at her window to record it. And then eventually the recording would be a wave. Hello. And so now every time we started it's a it's, we we say hello to each other as we're doing it and she's i don't I have no idea what her name is i've never seen her on the street or in the neighborhood but that's like our thing is like to greet each other make you know and also it's comforting it's yes. comforting to know she's still there she's still yes. okay she's showing up at seven o'clock and saying hello and that's beautiful you know it's reassuring so yeah yeah, yeah that has happened No, really, Pallavi. I love creating this podcast with you. It's been one of the greatest joys of my quarantine. Mine too, Gabrielle, but girlfriend, producing a podcast is hard work. Girl, ain't that the truth? That's why I am so glad we joined Patreon. Hey, Hey, Patreon. Patreon is the opportunity for our listeners to get exclusive perks from us, all while supporting our podcast dreams. What kind of perks, Pallavi? Okay, I'll tell you. Our Patreon page has tiers to choose from so you can pick the WAF perks that speak to you. For example, just for joining as a first-tier WAF friend, patrons automatically get access to the vodcast. Gabrielle, tell them what a vodcast is. Girl, it's the video version of our podcast where you can see us and our guest interviews on camera. It gets better. We're also offering the option to join us for a monthly WAF live show and Q&A. That's amazing. So they can ask us about anything anything. And there's even an option to get exclusive unedited bonus episodes that are only released on Patreon. And you can get in on these perks for as little as $2 a month. Only $2 a month? Slay. You know, I think the best part of that is 10% of all proceeds from our Patreon page go to charity. So not only are we focused on making great content for you, we also get the opportunity to give back. So... What you're saying is all you got to do to get these perks is join at patreon.com slash WAF podcast. That's W-A-F-F podcast. And that directly helps us keep making the show. That's exactly what I'm saying. Because that's what friends are for. Now back to WAF. 
Yeah, I mean, it's the connection, right? But it's also, uh, you know, but this better than anybody being, you know, so involved in public service as you are, it's it's the desire to be part of something, right? And 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 I think in this circumstance, like that, that call at that call to action at 7pm is the best way you can be part of a bigger something right now. Yes. Um, yes. And, you know, I, I know that you've been really open about how you're really sticking strict to the safer at home stuff. So, and I know that you're uh, probably staying busy on all these calls and things like that because of all the service that you want to stay part of. So I I can understand that, you know, that human connection and being part of something at the same time probably checks a lot of boxes for you. Oh my God. 100%. That's 100%. That's why we're friends. You get who I am. That's why we're friends. But like, also like this whole stay at home thing, you're like, I already did this. My, my office is cute. I already know how to do this. Like I, <laughs> when I was buying my condo in LA, I was like, where's the good self tape wall? I need to have a good self tape wall. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you know, so, so we're nailing this. Listen, we oh, were yeah. ready. We had props. We had sets for each, you know, t- hour of the day. Oh, it's noon. <laughs> I need my noon set, my backdrop. Yeah, we Come did on. costume changes, uh, Javier. Just, just to so let you know. you know, we did costume changes so. for, what, for our <laughs> podcast day. <laughs> We had, we, we record three episodes. We tried to record three episodes in one day so we can consolidate. And we were like, oh, if we're going to videotape ourselves, then we should look like we're cute <laughs> three different ways. <laughs> oh my God. You There's our secret. The game, like even hairdo. Cause I want to see like, oh no, no, <laughs> no, we're still, we're still New Yorkers through and through. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, with all of the uh, the Zoom calls that you've been having, have you been, you know, starting any new relationships with that? I, I know you're involved in a lot of things, but I, I'm curious to know if you've started new projects um, or new service projects, I should say, um, while during this time. Y'all, let me tell you, it, it, I, <laughs> I, I am so busy and I love it. I'm grateful. But I've also got to relearn how to say the word no because my mm-hmm. capacity is reaching its like, yeah, f- like totally full, you know, full threshold. But like, uh, yeah, there have been incredible things like the resiliency of artists, right? Mm-hmm. I got a call from a, a buddy from college um, who's a writer and a director, and we started talking about ideas for how how would you create a film on Zoom? How would you create a, a, um, a film in the context? of this pandemic and he put together a bunch of us and we started working on a script and, and the, you know, right now he's already speaking with SAG on how to work out a new contract to make this thing happen. He's got producers, this thing is happening. So like, you know, it's, there's been, there's been lots of creative outreach. I have another director who wanted to collaborate with um, some friends of his who are composers and they're composing music around the pandemic. And how do we turn that into something visual? And like, we just had a rehearsal this afternoon about that. So there's, there's on top of, on top of the, the incredible work, you know, both creating, helping to create and organize the Broadway relief project, which I've done with uh, two other colleagues and, and also my work with um, HIV AIDS organizations. I'm working with three separate ones right now. I'm on the board of directors with one of them. So that's all like happening. There's also this creative side. And, and yeah, that's been really like, I have to say, I Broadway shut down on a Thursday and I had no idea what was going to happen. 
And then so slowly but surely, all the rest of my gigs for the rest of the year were like, we're done, we're closing, we're not happening. And so yeah. really freaking out big time, like, well, where's my revenue? Where's my income? How do I, you know, besides my creative outlet, how do I, you know, support me and my partner? And and truly, it it's incredible because so many things have been happening. So many things have come up and they're all completely new ways of doing things. I feel like artists right now, actors specifically, have to become uh, DPs and lighting designers and oh, yeah. makeup artists and, you know, wardrobe. And like we, we literally have like these are things we, we obviously know what we're doing to a certain degree. But now, truly, to make a project happen We've got to like pull out all our, our devices and be like, well, this angle is good and that lighting there and I can use this corner of the room. And, and that's I think that's beyond our self tapes. That's more like I'm going to produce and direct and DP my own film. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, but it's all in the I it's do. all in the name of like creating something that's useful, creating something of service. Right. So, I mean, I, I think like that's why, you know, like you said, artists are resilient. They have a need to fulfill this sort of uh, um, like connection or like a, a reflection or like the art is the reflection of the times. So yes. if we didn't have that, then, you know, like I think this would be a lot more depressing than it already is. <laughs> as well as, I mean, we as artists also evolve all the time. We are, that is part of our routine. That is part of our psyche. That is part of our demise. That is part of our choice of being one. And we, I, I am loving seeing all of our friends just reinventing themselves with the circumstances that they have. And a lot of my friends in New York are saying, I've never really been home this often. And my dog is happy <laughs> that I'm home. <laughs> but, you know, I, I am having to do what I do, like go like take dance class because I've got a Broadway show to get back to when it, oh, when it does hopefully open again or, you know, stay in shape and, and actually see my, uh, my, the park that I live next to more than once a month. I'm actually able to see it every day. So it's been really beautiful to see the New York again persevere as their as you as as the badass people that we are. You know, that 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 part of New York I, I still hold near and dear. The subway, don't miss it. But that part of New York of like, you know, resilience and we will do this and fight through and bang on on pots and pans and a tambourine together is just yeah. New York. And you are a New Yorker. You were born and raised yes. there. Yes. How is your family? Is and how is They're your family? Okay. I mean, they're, 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 you know, as good as anyone can be. They're certainly safe and healthy and well, but, you know, it's hard to keep spirits up, certainly for my folks and, 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 you know, that, that's, that's just with age. Yeah. Lord knows with our, our, our parents, I, I think our generation can attest to this, that like our parents are like, whatever, I'm going to go out. I'm just going to, well, you know, and I'm like, mom, <laughs> you step one foot outside that door. <laughs> The way my chancla is going to find you from Manhattan. <laughs> I better not hear from anybody. From anyone outside. <laughs> so yeah, it, it's it's a little role reversal, but but honestly, overall, they're they're good, and I'm I'm grateful. Oh, that's wonderful. And then can we talk also a little bit about Pallavi and Javier's relationship here? Because you ah! talked about how we know each other through the theater world. I mean, you and I met through In the Heights, and yeah. we call each other brother and sister. It's and true. <laughs> it's true. And like have just been kindred spirits since maybe because of, you know, understudy rehearsals into you, you know, taking the stage with a full role. And I got to be, you know, 
around you in so many different roles all the time. But like, I want Pallavi and Javi to kind of have a kiki right now. Go ahead. Aww, oh uh. Well, I mean, both, both of us, it's a very New York story, right? Or New York artist story. I should say we've met on in our waitressing or our, I'm calling you a waitress in this scenario. You can. So I'm like, We're in our waitressing <laughs> job. <laughs> Because, you know, like everybody thinks that our lives are so marvelous and fabulous and glamorous all the time. But, boo, we had to, like, pay our bills. So we, we oh, met at, at our restaurant job. And, you know, I think I really love hearing Javi talk about it a lot more because he's a lot more eloquent than I am. But, you know, <laughs> we just uh, somehow at the time that we both ended up in that restaurant um, and that group of people that were also in that staff, we were all sort of kindred spirits, don't you think? I do. That was, so we worked, I, I don't, can I say the name of the restaurant? It doesn't yeah, exist. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So hopefully, uh, hopefully they bring, they mail us food after this. Cause we gave them a shout out. No, they, they closed. They shut <laughs> down. Oh, I forgot. I That's know, how long no, I've been because gone. They, they sold the block to developers and now there's going to be a whole bunch of freaking condos. Yeah. yeah. Never so, mind. But here yeah. I am, here I am thirsty and now I feel terrible. <laughs> Go ahead. Hobby. Yeah. It was a restaurant called Candle 79, a vegan restaurant on 79th and Lexington. Yep. Right? Yeah, okay. And um, this place, this was unusual because in New York, restaurant gigs are, generally speaking, you're disposable. You know, your staff is disposable. Your company, everybody's an actor, so they're coming in and out. And, and, and generally speaking, it's, it's hard to find. It's not, it's not difficult, but it is, it is rare to find an environment where you are working in a restaurant as a server, as a host in whatever capacity and, and it becomes a family. And that's really what we had there. Um, I mean, th- those folks were amazing. Benet is still a friend of mine. Benet was the COO of Candle and, and she's still in my life. She's still a friend. Pallavi's still a friend. I mean, there's so many people who from that era, I feel like we were, we weren't just all artists in New York, we were on a mission. Everybody mm-hmm. there had a goal. Everybody there was clear about what their trajectory was going to be, what they wanted it to be, how we were manifesting these things to happen. And being around that kind of that very similar energy, I think we fed off each other. We inspired each other. We made each other laugh. We got through terrible shifts. Oh my God, those Thanksgiving yeah. Day shifts. Oh my God. Somebody kill me. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, something, yeah, it was. And I think um, the way that I tell, explain it to people is it, the restaurant, the why for why those owners even started that place in the first place, like it was a heart centered business, right? Yeah. So because of that, they wanted that to bleed into their whole staff. And yeah, it was the Mercedes Benz of waitering, like waitressing jobs. Like it was, it really was like, I did not feel like crap every time I left that place, even mm. though I was exhausted, I, I was fed really wonderful, like, you know, made with love food as a staff mm-hmm. meal. And like, you know, who can say that they had that as they were trying to make their dreams come true? Like, you know, I never thought of it as like, a yet yeah, it was, all, I mean, obviously we all think of those uh, day jobs as like a means to an end, but I never thought of it that way. I always thought yeah. of it like, oh, I get to go hang out with these people for a little while. I get to, you know, and also it's serving me in this, you know, in the way of like paying my bills and, you know, feeding me and all that stuff. But yeah, I, I mean, I, I definitely was inspired by many 
many people there. We have, you know, a friend of ours, like Kimberly Silver, like she went and started uh, yeah. two different businesses, right? I mean, she started two different businesses that were, that ended up being vegan businesses, but like, you know, she's thriving and, you know, she was there yeah. for what, like 10 years? Like- yeah, like the long haul. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's so crazy. And you know, it was, I, I totally, I totally agree with what you're saying. I, it, it did, it did trickle down. It did trickle from the top. And it, mm-hmm. it became this nurturing environment where also what was really rare was as artists, we could leave for our, you know, if we got a gig, if we booked something, we could go do it. And mm-hmm. they would do everything in their power to hold a spot for us when we were done. To that's have right. a that's home very for rare. Us. Yeah. Very that's rare. rare. You, mm-hmm. Normally you just quit and then try to find another job, hopefully. Yeah. But like, yeah, they were, they were so exceptional. Oh, that's yeah. such a good friendship. A friendship with your restaurateur. That's in New York City. The odds. Yeah. yeah. And we're odds. still buddies. Benet and I are still buddies. Like we, they, she and another manager. I, were you there, Pallavi, when Elena was a manager? You were, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. started as a okay. server with me and then she she moved up. That's right. That's right. So Elena and, and Benet came to see. I was doing a, a one-man show. Um, I didn't write or direct it, but I was in a one-man show. And uh, just before we shut down and Benet and Elena came and saw it. We had like, that was the last time I saw them. It was so sweet. Oh, <laughs> Benet and I, Benet asked me to text pictures of my baby. <laughs> like oh. she's, you know, like, <laughs> well, listen, I, I worked, that. I worked at a fromagerie stinky cheese bistro, uh, on the Upper East Side. And it was not like that. Okay. <laughs> it was French. Oh, no, it we're... was mean. And I cried all the time and I'm pretty tough. Listen, and I, <laughs> I went yeah. to the bathroom maybe twice in the three months that I worked there and I bawled my eyes out. I was like, oh, mm, I gotta God. go. I did. Oh, no, that's why we are. We're, we're very open. We like, we're very honest to say like, we know that this is very rare. We know it. <laughs> Amen wonderful. to that. Because like, again, like Pallavi and I met in college and here all three of us are in this beautiful circle of friendship that that's what this podcast is all about. So we're so happy that you were able to come on Javi. It was just such a pleasure. Um, I know you want to talk about the Broadway Relief Fund, which I think we heard. Is there anything else you would like to say about that? Uh, yeah, the Broadway Relief Project. If you Project. are in New York City and you um, are a stitcher or a sewer, or perhaps you are a manufacturer of fabrics or elastics, uh, or if you're just curious to see how you might be able to help, um, you can go to openjarstudios.com slash Project and... Or you can just check it out. We've got a registration form there with all our information. And if you read through it and see how you might be able to be a fit, we are always accepting volunteers. It is pretty incredible. I tell you, we started off, this started on a Thursday. I started making phone calls. By Friday, I had met with Broadway Green Alliance and Molly Braverman. By Saturday, we had met Jeff Whitting at Open Jar. And wow. by Monday, we were we had a whole thing ready to go. And all we needed was the attention of the city. And we got it because I raised some holy hell. And (laughs) by the time we were, you know, we were looking at how do we even manufacture one gown? And we are about 16,000 gowns in manufacturing. Get out of town. Yep. Or get in town. I mean, come on. (laughs) So really incredible. Yeah, it's incredible work. And I, I tell you, like. I, I'm, I'm so grateful to every human heart that I get to meet who is willing to say yes to things like this, because it, it, it's never a given that you're going to find people who really want to commit and, and, and 
give of themselves in this way. We really have. I mean, the Broadway community is just unreal. The amount of love. Nothing like it. Nothing like it. Nothing like it. Mm, I miss you. No, I miss you too. We have a whole country in between us. And like the last time, well, the last time we saw each other was something I guess we still can't share that we did. But I saw you and I feel like, Pallavi, you were having your baby. And that's the last time I saw Javi in the summer of last year. And I was like, did you send the video in? Hari asked for it. And you were like, ah, I didn't do it. And I literally got my phone out and videotaped you saying, you can do it. (laughs) Oh, yes. Oh, Oh, you guys, I don't, I never told you, like when I was watching it, I think Hari really, like his whole goal was to make me cry. (laughs) And I was... (laughs) And I was, and I totally would have, but you guys, you know how much, like how, like I was in labor, right? Like I was in labor. So like, I didn't, I was like, if I cry right now, it might hurt. So like, (laughs) he didn't, he didn't do all, he didn't put the whole like physics behind the broad, the, the, the the strategy. He was like, he's going to be in labor. So (laughs) (laughs) timing, timing could, I don't know. (laughs) So, no, that's awesome. So just so you know, Pallavi, what are friends for? I videotaped Javi to get to him in the video, literally like at a restaurant on a break that we had. It was I so much it. fun. What a fun I day. I love you guys. I really so do hilarious. love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Anyway, we do have like, um, before we wrap up, we have a short little lightning round um, that we call Lightning Wall. And not like uh, wafting into a room. We talked exactly. about exactly the lightning wafts into the room, <laughs> and then it comes. <laughs> We're, it, it's a workshop, you know. We're figuring out. <laughs> um, anyway, it's a quick little round, um, and you just think of or you say the first thing that comes to your mind when I ask you the question. It is mostly about friendship, so don't feel the need to like overthink it. But um, it does get kind of deep, and it's fun, and we can elaborate on it if we need to. Okay. 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 Ready. All right. Have first a good question. Have a good show, Javi. <laughs> <laughs> first question how long is your longest friendship oh god uh 10 oh no no yeah no that's 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 real that would be almost 20 years oh my god almost 20 years she and i've been friends almost 20 years holy shit amazing <laughs> um <laughs> that's a long time um and then how do you stay in touch doesn't have to be with that friend in particular but your go-to way to stay in touch uh, right now, because most of my friends are parents, it's by texting. Hmm. And then in one word, what type of friend are you? I.e., are you a problem solver? Are you a listener? Are you needy? Are you blunt, et cetera? Can I be a combo? <laughs> sure, <laughs> I'll listener, take a hyphen. <laughs> listener blunt. Because <laughs> mm. mm. I, I definitely, yeah, I think, I think. Oh, God. I can get that. <laughs> um, and then what would you like to do better as a friend? I would like to be better at um, putting myself out there for my friends. Mm-hmm. I think I put so much of myself into my activism and my work and, and my relationships. And then, and then I'm, I, I fail at really checking in, making mm-hmm. sure. I haven't heard from someone in a minute being like, oh, wait a minute. Where are you? How are you? And instead, it usually ends up being the other person who's like, hey, where are you? How are you? I'm like, oh, my God. Right. I was just thinking about you. And I didn't reach out. Great. That's a wonderful goal. And then, Gabrielle, you want to do the last one? And then finally, Javier, what are friends for? 
love. Oh, what a wonderful button. <laughs> I'm like crying. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> but listen, I, I can relate to the checking in with people. I have had to put it literally in my type A calendar before the rest of my activism and like, you know, all that stuff. So literally put a like reminder on and I have one person. I was telling Joe Aaron Reed. I don't know if you know Joe Aaron. Um, he just moved to LA with his family. Oh, and I was like, I, and before, before the quarantine, I was like once a month, especially in LA, I'm going to meet up with someone for dinner and it's going to be about friendship. It's not going to be about work. It's not about collaborating. It's not about, you know, working together, blah, blah, blah. And he goes once a month. And he kind of thought it was hilarious that I set this goal. I was like, you don't understand. That's really hard for me. <laughs> it's a big effort for me. And it, and Pallavi doesn't count because I'm in Midtown, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not Midtown. I'm in, in mid city where she's at. And I, you know, so yeah. happen to be there. It's convenient. No, make the effort right. and do it. So I totally relate to that. Well, yeah. I think I, again, like I, I actually consider myself somebody that's kind of good at this stuff. So, uh, <laughs> if I do say so myself. And so I think for me, I have an added uh, reason why though, is I have a baby now. So I want her to know these people, right? Yeah. I want her yeah. to, so I, I make it a point to FaceTime, but you know, whenever I can, and whoever answers answers. So <laughs> it's yeah. just, you know, you try and then if they get a missed call, they know that I was thinking about them. So that's good enough for me. You know what I mean? Mm. It's true. Yeah, that's totally true. I love all that. Yeah. I have to yeah. be better at that. I really do i really do <laughs> well thank you for joining oh, yes, thanks for coming so on great. the show <laughs> thank you thank you and and before we go on this video i'm holding up something that you will have to look at later and it's a <gasps> new polyvy that i still have and i want you to see it and i love it so much Aww. That is so sweet. I, brought, I, I literally it's literally here on our in our bedroom on, a, on the dresser and as i and i keep it in the corner where i do all my zoom calls and um I was like, it, oh my God, it's perfect. Here we are. Is it a pony? <laughs> How did you know? What gave it away? Damn it all. Gabrielle and the guesses on this episode. Jesus. <laughs> oh my God, my face hurts. <laughs> my face hurts. I've been laughing so much. <laughs> oh, on that note. That's a po- yeah. that's a wrap on the pony and Javier today. Thank you so much for both of you joining us. Thank you, y'all. Love you. Love you. One, two, three, four. This episode was produced by Team Access Productions and Fastnickel Inc. Our supervising producer is Philip Ascension. Our consulting producers are Kathleen Cho and Megan Densmore. Our production assistants are Alex Udome and Susie Cabello. Special thanks to Samantha Weiner and Hari Savitala. Our podcast artwork is created by Aishwarya Sukesh. Original music by Joey Sherman. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast wherever you're listening to it now. This really helps our show's visibility, and it lets us keep making it for you. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at WAFF Podcast. That's W-A-F-F Podcast. And email any questions, requests, and positive feedback to whatarefriendsforpodcast at gmail.com. We truly appreciate you all checking in with us online. But you know that friend that you've been like, oh, I really haven't checked in with that person in a while. Go do that. Yeah, go do that now.